Welcome to Off Code, the show where we ignore the cultural code and have real and intriguing conversations regarding the Black community and ways we can move forward to human flourishing. Hello, everyone. I am Monique Dusan. And I am Kevin Briggins. And welcome to Off Code. This is episode number seven. Number and, seven. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I'm really excited about this episode. I believe this is one that people are really going to enjoy. So why don't you go ahead and, and tell everybody what we're talking about today? Okay, we are talking about kind of a controversial um, figure, Kevin Samuels. If you are not familiar with Kevin Samuels, Kevin Samuels is a like style coach, quote unquote, relationship expert. I don't know how many people he didn't like hooked up and become an expert on, but he um, definitely is like a self-proclaimed relationship expert. He is very opinionated. He has a lot of thoughts about black relationships, black men, black women. He is YouTube famous, um, has been on a number of podcasts, has um, just released a lot of thoughts. And I would say he's very controversial for the way he views men and women. And so much so that um, when he passed, he actually passed about three weeks to a month ago, unfortunately. People were celebrating his death. Did you see this? Yes. Yes, I did. I thought that was really sad. Regardless of what you feel about somebody, how much you agree with them or disagree with them, to celebrate their death as if as if this person was Hitler, as if he killed, yes. you know, six million Jews just because you disagree with his opinions. Yeah, I thought that was really sad. It that it was messed up. It was really it messed was. up. Now I'm going to lay out why we think this conversation is important. Um, we think that the conversation regarding Kevin Samuels is important because just like um, our Kevin, Kevin Briggins was saying, is that he was a controversial figure and so controversial that people were actually celebrating his death. So what was it about him that made him so controversial? What did he get right about black america black men black women black relationships and then where did he miss it so many people have had conversations about him um and kind of hitting at some of his ideas from the position of like straw men like maybe taking some of his things out of mm -hmm. out of context or out of character but we really want to sit down and say hey look you know these are the issues that we are seeing within you know the black culture overall and where did where did Kevin, you know, get it right? Or, you know, as a non-Christian, because Kevin was not a Christian, where did he really miss it? And as Christians, we should be upholding a completely different um, ethos or way of being in regards to men, women, and relationships. So Kevin, I'm going to let you shoot it off and we can go from there. Okay. All right. Yeah, that was a good intro. I will say this, Kevin claimed to be a, he claimed to be christian although i will say a lot of the way he approached this topic was not from what we would call a christian worldview you know so, what fair point fair point yeah. i um i tend to think of him as as a non-christian because of i feel like all his swear words and like the things that he's saying about like side chicks with which we'll get into yeah, and we, we're gonna um, get into some of, yeah, yes. some of that so i kind of was like you know he's not no he's not a christian but i do think yes you are right he did affirm you know to be a Christian. Mm -hmm. What that meant I to him, we say, don't know. Yeah, what that meant to him, we do not know. We do have scriptures that adjudicate that, but that's not yeah. for today's show. Yeah. Yeah. So um, let's start with what he got right. I mean, a lot of people like to focus on what Kevin Samuels did wrong, got wrong. Let's focus on what he got right. 
And the first thing I would say that Kevin Samuels got right was that he was incredibly honest. Whether you agree with him or not, he was very honest and open about his thoughts and how he saw things and he, what he believed his solutions were to those, to those issues. Um, I will say he was also incredibly honest and this is what a lot of people don't want to hear, but he was incredibly honest in how he kind of laid out to women what men were predominantly looking for and wanted. Um, a lot of times in culture, you know, we talk a lot about what women want, uh, women's standards, you know, girl, he got to be six feet tall. He got to be chocolate. He need to be making money. You know, those were okay. But the men never really said, Hey, this is what men are looking for in a wife or a, a partner or what, you know? And so he did a good job of kind of, if there was a nugget to take from what he was saying, it was women listen to him. Cause he's trying to tell you what men are kind of thinking and looking for. Right. And so I thought that was a, a strong suit of his was he was just kind of honest and kind of putting it out there for women to, you know, kind of take it and learn from it. Or, you know, a lot of them just pushed back on it because they didn't like the answers he gave. So, yes, I would say that he's honest. I would say that he is honest to. And yeah, the, the the only word that's really coming to me right now is his truth, um, mm -hmm. which I don't I don't really agree with that that verbiage. But he's he's honest to his own opinions, so he was yes. not afraid to put his opinions out there. I I would not personally hold Kevin Samuel's um, opinions as being capital T truth, even though no. I think he did, and no. there are probably many people who are out there who did hold to him as being a capital T truth kind of guy. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he started a movement. I mean, this whole, you know, Manosphere, Red Pill movement um, that is a lot of other kind of YouTubers and podcasts have spun off of kind of what Kevin Samuel started. Um, yeah, he, he's they definitely took a lot of what he said as like the truth. Um, and there was some generalities that were true to a degree, right? He talked very much in a general aspect, but mm -hmm. a lot of nobody should take it as this is objective, hard truth that applies to everybody in every situation. Um, and I think that's why some people took it as gospel and formed their whole life identity and thoughts around the ideas that he was pushing. Yes. Now I'm going to give the, a bit of the setup for just his approach to it. When you and you you all y'all can Google um Kevin Samuels, y'all can look him up on YouTube, but he had thousands of people in his stream. He had over a million subs on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And he normally would like have like the low-key music playing in the background. He had a candle lit. He always had like two cameras. He was always dressed to impress, like dressed to the nine. He yep. was always on always it a, ready he it was go ahead now i'm saying it was about image he's an image consultant and he yes. was per, he was putting forth a particular image and he was very successful yes now i want to go back to something that you said so he opens up like this and then he lays out all of his thoughts about you know men this or women that and 
to a degree, I do think that you're hitting on something when you say, well, you know, for a long time, it's always been about what do women want? What is the, what does the black woman want? The black woman is not going to settle for this and she's not going to settle for that. And she's mm-hmm. going to let you know her mind and let you know what she thinks. And, you know, to a degree I have been there and it's something that I support. Like I am not your shy, timid, you know, woman or things like that. I I do speak my mind and, you know, not to, not to play into any of what Kevin Samuel says. It's, it is a part of how I was raised. And it's also a part of my, my own personality, but I do think that what he hits on, um, what he says about, you know, our, a lot of black women's attitudes at times can be so um, can be presented in a way that it can push men away. And so he, I think he begins with that and then he threads through this idea of what it does it mean to be a black woman and what does it mean to be a black man? And I'm going to leave it there so that you can comment on it. But I, I do want to get into some, you know, did he have a, a preference for black men and then kind of, you know, sit the woman to the side or create an expectation where women aren't valued in relationships, but go ahead. Mm, yeah. So yeah, I will say that he did um, kind of talk about, you know, the attitude of, of black women in general, right. That strong attitude and how that pushed some men off. And I will say this when it came to men, especially black men, Kevin Samuels was, and I was going to say this in, in terms of what one of the things he got right was um, he was really hard on black men, right? He believed that they should be held to a standard and an expectation. Like, can you give us some examples? Yeah. So before, before he got really famous for his phone calls with women, he would take phone calls uh, from, from guys. And he would often tell them, you know, what's funny, he would do the same test with them. He would say, how tall are you? How much do you weigh? Right. Then he would get into how much do you make and all those types of things. And he would give them an assessment of themselves and he would tell them, you need to do better. You know, you need to lose weight. You need to uh, find ways to uh, increase your income. What are you doing to improve your? He was all about self-improvement. Right. And so he would challenge guys to improve themselves. And so that wasn't controversial and that didn't make him blow up. It wasn't until he started applying those same type of accountability standards to women and calling out women that he really begot, really became YouTube famous and went viral because it was so controversial. It's not controversial to tell guys, hey, man, step up, be better, you know, uh, but to tell a woman she's average and that men don't necessarily go for or. I should say what he called high value men, right? So men who make a lot of money have a a high social position, right? And he would say, hey, these men aren't looking for X, Y, and Z. And that was very controversial and people got very angry and it was, oh, that's misogynistic to say that she's only a five and all those types of things. But if he told a guy he was a five, it was no big deal, Mm -hmm. right? You know, and so uh, those were just kind of some of the examples of him just kind of really being hard on guys and he mentored a lot of guys whether that's good or bad uh i should say he coached a lot of guys no he would coach them on okay how do you self-improve like so he's an image consultant he pull your pants up right you know put on a suit now he was very big into those things how do you carry yourself how do you 
project yourself, have some confidence, be strong, be a leader. Those were things that he was projecting, telling me and to be. And that was a good thing. You now, know? before we before we get into that piece on the women, you just said that that was a good thing. Why do you think it was a good thing? And do you think it was a good thing just for men? Or do you think it was a good thing for the the broader black community? Like, what was it about I, his his voice that yeah. you would say this was a good thing? Whether you agree with Kevin or not, one thing that he did was he had a heart for the black community and he wanted to see the black community improve. And he believed that started with men and men needed to step up. Men needed to be better. Uh, men needed to be better providers, better fathers, better leaders, all of those types of things. And so um, that's what he was challenging me. And that's why I believe it was important because it's the same things that wasn't controversial. We've been saying that for decades. You no, know, men need to step up. Men need to do this. Men need to do that. Um, but it wasn't until he crossed over to the other side more often that he started receiving the hate. And it was mainly from black women in general or black men who feel like they needed to stand up for black women because some of the things he was, he was saying um, was not PC. It wasn't. He played this. Kevin Samuels was off code before off code. Yes. Right. <laughs> so tell me this. What are some of the most controversial things you think you've heard from him about women? Ooh. Um, I would say from the general public, it was um, the idea um, single motherhood. So, you know, in the black community, we, we, we praise our single mothers. We, we praise the struggle. Mm -hmm. And he, that was something that he pushed back on. He pushed back on the fact that 80% of the voices are, you know, driven by the woman. Right. Mm -hmm. He, you know, he, he was pushing back on, so he was like, we need to, it, it's not just men who are responsible for this issue. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's men as well. I mean, it's women as well. Yeah. Um, the other thing was his, his test, you know, how tall are you? How much do you weigh on a scale of one to 10? And you can't say seven. What do you rate your face without makeup? Like mm -hmm. those types of things were like, women were mad. Right. Yeah. And then he would tell a woman, no, you're five, you're average. That's not yeah. bad. You're just average, you know, because they were always, you know, most of the time they, they couldn't say seven because he felt like that was the default number. And so nobody wanted to make themselves a five or six. Well, sometimes they wouldn't like they trying to really be humble. But most time they was I'm at eight, you know, and he was like, no, no, you, you're you're five, you know, you're six, yes, you yes. know, <laughs> and that made that made a lot of women upset, you know, um, yes, or or I would say this, this is his famous line. He was like, all right, just go ahead and get a dog because you're gonna die alone, right? He would just tell yes. them that they weren't gonna get their dream guy that they wanted because he was just trying to tell them. He was trying to educate them on what men that he was surrounded by, you know, men that were high income, high social status, these women were saying they wanted. And he was just telling them that you're not what these, those types of men are typically, typically looking for. Yes. Right. And mm -hmm. they, they took that personally. They didn't like those answers, you know? Um, and so that was where he really got controversial for was uh, that. And I'm going to be honest. No, we can say what he got right. This part of what he got wrong. Kevin could be a jerk, right? He, yes. He, he, you know, his, his big Shirley references, you know, um, one time this girl, he was talking to one girl on the, um, on the live stream 
and her friend in the background who wasn't on camera just said, girl, why are you even talking to him? He's trash. And he took that person. He got mad. He's like, trash? Who you calling trash? And then he started calling her Big Shirley. And then he, he, he made the, the, the comment of you could hear the cholesterol in her voice. Like he says, th- he said things like that. Uh, that yeah. <laughs> made you know, him go you know, viral. Yes, but it ain't right. It, it ain't, it ain't right. Yeah, yeah. So Kevin so can you, be a jerk at oops, times. I just hit my camera. Um, you hit on something that I think is really important. The fact that he was saying, you know, having so many black women on welfare or so many single black moms and things like that is not just the result of black men but black women also have a part to play in that and i do i think it takes two to tango now Mm -hmm. the the idea that we celebrate the matriarch we celebrate black moms we celebrate the struggle and things like like the struggle is is real like it makes me think um of tupac when he said um i give a holler to my sisters on welfare tupac cares if nobody else care you know what i mean like yeah there there is a shout out to my sisters on welfare because they're in that struggle and it's like that struggle is it's normative it's it's normal like it's just normalizes what you're probably going to end up experiencing and you know if you don't experience it don't think that you better than them you know and no we shouldn't be thinking that we're better than anybody else but we shouldn't even seek to give advice because we don't understand the struggle because we either aren't married or you know don't have a baby daddy or Mm -hmm not living in their reality. But at times you can take someone like a Kevin Samuels and say, Hey, I might not agree with his style or delivery, but there's something that's being said right here. I might might not like the whole package, but there is something that's being said right here that I can take and glean from and learn from. Yeah. And I'll say this too. Um, most of the women who called Kevin's show weren't like the welfare type. They were typically somewhat successful um, in their careers. Um, they would be, you know, 30, 35 to 40. Um, a lot of times they had kids by a couple of different guys. So that aspect was still there, but they were very um, typically educated and successful to a degree. And in their minds, they didn't want to settle for a man that they would say wasn't on their level. Right. They wanted a man who made as much as money as they did, was just as educated as they were. Right. And the thing Kevin was trying to tell those women is the men who are 35, 40 years old, have built a career, are highly successful, are typically looking for younger women with no kids. Yeah. Right. And so uh, these women holding out for that guy are going their lives single and unmarried. And that's what he was concerned about. That's what he was trying to address. That's what he was trying to wake them up to. It's like, no, you're holding out and you're not getting married, right? And marriage in the black community is at 30%. And that's what he was concerned about. Was like, no, you need a reality check because what you're holding out for isn't available to you, right? There are a lot of good men out here who you need to, be willing to give a chance, be willing to go out with, be willing to, you know, be a wife to, instead of holding out for your ideal man that checks all these boxes. And if he doesn't check these boxes, then, you know, 
he could be a hardworking, you know, police officer or school teacher. And but because he only makes 60 a year, you know, and he's not on your level, you're dismissing him. Right. Yes. And so that's what he was really trying to bring these women some awareness to that that guy that's making 200K a year plus. Right. And is highly successful CEO, you know, millionaire. He's probably looking at 27, 28, no kids, you know, slim, fit. You know, he's he's just not looking for, you know, 35, two kids, two different fathers, you know, regardless of what your income or education level is. And so that's what he was really trying to bring a lot of women to understand. Yeah. Um, to help deal with this crisis of unmarriage within the black community. Now, I think it's important to highlight the fact that he did believe in marriage. Yes. I, I think that he gets he gets a bad rap as, you know, just misogynistic or um, you know, wanting to play the field, wanting men to play the field. He actually believed in marriage. Unfortunately, a lot of the um and we'll hit this definitely when we talk about what he got wrong, but a lot of his viewpoints weren't Christ-centered. So when I hear yeah. you saying like, you know, you're holding out for your ideal and things like that. Well, his ideals and the a lot of the people who called into his show, their ideals were worldly ideals. Yeah, 100%. No no one was calling in saying, I can't find my, my Christ-centered, Christ-focused, you know, <laughs> elder in the church man. No, they were talking about these worldly ideals of money and prosperity and that fame. Mm-hmm. That isn't that isn't you know what what Kevin Samuels was about. Mm-hmm. Now, can we say you know, hey, look, if you're holding out for all these ideals and you know you aren't top notch yourself, well, you know, may, start to look at yourself. Sure, but as Christians, we should be looking at what are the standards that God puts forth for our mate. Yeah. And Kevin, Kevin, he couldn't square away with that. Even in calling himself a Christian, he he upheld a a worldly set of beliefs about what would make a marriage, what would make a union, what makes a good mate. Having somebody who makes a hundred plus thousand dollars a year or 250 plus thousand dollars a year and has a great social network means nothing to me if you do not have Christ. Yeah. And so Uh, we, we had to thread that out. Go ahead. No, 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 you're 100% right. So the trait, so Kevin was really big, you know, on masculinity and how he kind of defined that and viewed that. And that was, you know, that was basically, you know, type A, hype, um, successful, very, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, basically, you got to be, you got to be a go-getter. Right. And so alpha male, I'm the, I'm the main, I'm the alpha male in the room. And those types of traits is what he was kind of referring to. And what a lot of women were saying they wanted. I mean, they would call in and say they want a man who, oh yeah, he's got to be ambitious as they would say, right. He's got to be ambitious and he's got to be, you know, they want this masculinity is this, this, this man's man. He's, he's the alpha male. We don't want any betas. We don't want any simps. Unfortunately, the way they define those things, they had a lot of people, uh, especially people, other shows who kind of broke off of him, uh, would view Christian men or the church as creating a lot of beta males, they would say, a lot of simps, men who then project that alpha male mentality, right? And so 
uh, yeah, that aspect of what we would view for, as Christians as, hey, these are the things that make a good husband. Those were not Kevin's views of masculinity or manhood or what he he was striving and telling men to be. And you know? to to me, that can alienate people. It can create a structure that says, if you're a woman, you must be this. But what if I'm not necessarily like the uber feminine, I, I get my nails and my hair done every two weeks. And like, what to me, that's all an exterior facade. I can be, a, I was going to say something else, but I could be a, a very horrible person. <laughs> every day of my life but as long as i check these boxes i'm five nine only weigh you know 155 pounds and i get my eyelashes done then you know then i'm wifey material then i'm good to be held on your arm and this is where i think even many christians who listen to his podcast kind of miss that mark like we value femininity and masculinity not in terms of the culture standards but as but in terms of what god says what if you are and are what if you are an artistic man you know what if you like things like art and drawing and you know singing and playing the guitar and going out and camping and shooting guns isn't your jam Mm -hmm. well before we tear down that man as being unmanly or before we tear down a woman just because she doesn't have her eyelashes done, you know, what are the biblical principles of what it means to be a man? Do you provide? Because it, the scriptures say that, you know, the one who doesn't provide for his household is worse than the unbeliever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're not working and providing for your household, no, you are not husband material. Yeah. Let's just be yeah. honest. I don't care, yeah. you know, what you do and what you look yeah. like. <laughs> and on that point, that's one thing he was really big on. He would tell guys, you're not even ready to be talking about marriage. You don't have your finance together. You can't provide mm-hmm. for a family. Right. And so he, he was good on that aspect, but you're right. Uh, like the traits that he kind of lifted up. And so he would say, Hey, there's nothing wrong with that more feminine, what we call him a beta male. Or he would say to the women, okay, there's, you want to be masculine. That's up to you. But what he was trying to tell them was that men who are masculine are probably more than likely going to go for the woman who is more feminine and not as masculine. So he was trying to tell, and he, basically he was saying like a lot of these guys were highly successful, very masculine men, they're type A, they're alphas. He was trying to tell these women their masculinity that they were projecting off that they thought was a strength. He was trying to tell them that guy isn't probably going to go for that. So it's not that they were wrong for being that, he was just saying that the type of guy that they're wanting probably wasn't going to go for that type of personality. Right. And so, yeah, you can be that, but he would say that that woman that's very strong is probably going to be with a man that's not as strong kind of deal. I think, you know, when we think about it biblically, I think there's, there's one head of household Mm -hmm. like there. And, and I'm not married, but what I imagine is that you as a married man don't want to compete with your wife ahead of household. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Or yeah. um, that men, are, that, that there is biblically an order to how the household should run. Yes. As a woman, and I know people will come in the comments or, you know, whatever and say what you got to say, but I'm going to say it as a woman, my, and, ooh, they don't even feel right for me to say it. I used to, I used to believe something quite different. As a woman, I come under my husband. There is a submission yes. to what it means to be a woman and a wife. 
Yes. Yes. Are you saying yes a little too quick? I'm gonna need you to. I mean, amen. So it's to preach. Uh uh-uh. uh. Preach. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. That, 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 like, in, in all honesty, that, that used to be a rub for me. And we've talked about that when we talked about yeah. black relationships, but yeah, woo, that, that thing is a struggle right there. But I also think that when Kevin Samuels would tell women, you know, hey, look, if you're going to sit up here and be the alpha dog, you're going to have to understand that either y'all going to be clashing because there's only going to be one alpha in, in, in the pen. So mm-hmm. you're going to either clash or it's going to send your mate away. It's going to send yes. the man away because they don't always want to have this competition and this clash. I don't think he was wrong on that. No, he wasn't. But that's what a lot of women did not want to hear. And that was very, that was what you said, what was controversial that he said that right there, that submission role, like a wife being submissive to her husband, the man being the head of the household, the man being the leader. A lot of women who called in simply wanted a partner. They didn't want a husband. They wanted just a partner to come alongside. Like they're just co-partners. It wasn't that headship. They, they weren't about that. But a man typically who was fitting the description that Kevin was putting out typically isn't looking for a co-partner. Right. And it's so funny because when you look at, and I know m- many people will say, well, in Genesis, when God made the woman, she made him out of the rib, out of the side of Adam. And so they are, you know, and I'm telling you, I have, don't be I've laughing. Heard it. Don't be laughing. Heard it. Like, this used to be my, my jam right here. You know, so it was like, they, they, they're partners and one wasn't over and, you know, things like that. And it's like, when you take, um, when you take the man and the woman and you place them side by side, yes, the Lord is looking, he, he is not valuing you at a higher value than what he values a woman. We have equal dignity, value, and worth. And 100%. yet we have different roles. Yes. And yes. see, this is where, this is where that, that argument falls short. And I also think this is to a degree what Kevin, Kevin Samuels was trying to say. I, I honestly think it's so funny that even in culture, even secular people want this to a degree they want this biblical principle but they don't want the god who gives this biblical principle and this is where a lot of to me kevin samuel stuff fell short a lot of his caller stuff fell short and even the women you know like the men callers or women callers it falls short because we understand we can understand partnership but what we don't always understand is this biblical role of headship and submission mm-hmm. yeah you know, and uh, that that was probably one of the most controversial things of even if he didn't put it in those terms, just him kind of um, saying that, hey, are you going to are you going to get in line with his program? He would say things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, or you just want him to kind of get on yours and y'all just a team. You know, are you willing to put yourself on his program? Right. Yeah. And that was his way of kind of talking about headship. And are you going to submit to your husband? Um, yeah, that was probably the most controversial thing because that is so counter to our cultural narrative and especially a lot of these women who are very successful um, at a certain age. They've been their own kind of boss, call them boss chicks, right? Because they're the boss at work, they're boss the boss babe. at home. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now some man's going to come in and be the boss, uh-uh, I, you know, and so that- Especially if you don't make as much money as I do. Uh-uh. Yep. I mean, because one girl even said, I just feel like if a man doesn't make a certain amount of money, I can't respect him. Yes. Right. And so these women, would, his his concern for them was that they're going to die alone because they are disillusioned 
about their own value and what they want. Um, and by, not by their own value, but because not saying they're not valuable, but the things that they believe make them valuable is what he was trying to tell them was not what made them valuable to men. Like men doesn't care about your education status and he really doesn't care about how much money you make. The guys who already have money, right, in status. Uh, and he was saying that these things that you that you are pumping yourself up with, the thing I'm so valuable and I'm such a prize and a catch, Kevin was trying to tell them and educate them on or enlighten them to the fact that those guys that you're looking for, that's not what they are looking for in a woman, in a wife. You know, they want somebody who's attractive to them and they want someone who is, we, we said this word last time, got us in trouble, got me in trouble, I should say, cooperative, right? Mm-hmm. 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 See that face? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. But whether it's, whether it's good or bad, I believe it was true, right? Um, and that's why they typically, you know, would go for the mid, late 20s. You know, someone who they felt was fairly attractive and someone who, like I say, younger women typically look up to older men, right? So if he's in his early 40s, she's in her late 20s, that respect factor is already there, right? Yeah, but I kind I don't know about that. I kind of feel like, you know, like that could be a little iffy, like a little like you you're looking for a husband you ain't looking for a father like what is this level of, of respect and and you know like i'm kind of like mm, i get it like but i think back know, in there, the day there's something they... about that that you know could be interesting and intriguing he's older than me he has wisdom i don't know that it just don't yeah i mean i think what we do in today's culture of you know people use around the same age they get married or they come up together you go back and look through history, it was typically older man, younger woman. Mm, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Whatever that you know, age gap was, um, they typically want peers, I, I would say. You know? Um, especially say when people got married young in their teens. Let's say, you know, you know she's 16 and he's established, right? Because he can you know, pay the dowry. He can, he can bring the cow kind of deal. To, to her father. I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm gonna leave it alone. Um, were we gonna say something? No, no. Go ahead. Okay. What, what you got? I want to hit on what are some of the things that he got wrong. I think we we mm. kind of touched on it just a little bit. Like we kind of yeah. skirted it. Like the fact that he wasn't, even though he you know said he was a Christian, he wasn't approaching these things from a biblical worldview per se. But yeah. what were some? What are some other things that you would say? You know, he definitely got this wrong. I would say, I mean, this is his own words that he did not care about morality, uh. right? So the things we're talking about from a biblical perspective, a Christian, we're talking about morality, morals. He said he didn't care about that. He said, I don't care about morals. I care about winning, right? Mm-hmm. He wanted the black community to start winning. He wanted the black community to be successful. And he viewed marriage as a key to that success because you can build together, right? Black men, black women build up the black community. So for all his being hated by a lot of black women, his goal and his heart and his passion was for the black community and black families, right? But he didn't care how it was done. He didn't care about morality. He said he just wanted to win. So from his perspective, what's the logical reasons and how do we get from A to B, 
right? And this is the best way to do it. And this is what makes sense. And uh, women need to get on the program. Men need to know better themselves um, and be providers and all this kind of stuff. And so, but he didn't care how that was done, right? And so that's what I would say is probably the biggest uh, where he was wrong was he didn't care how we got there, just get there, right? Yeah. So in so- his in his in his um um uh, solutions to the problems that we agree are there, his solutions did not care about morality. Just did the strategy get us to where we need to go? Yes. Okay. Then do that. So. Which is a problem that I have with him um, and his ways of thinking because it it didn't really set women up to succeed. It set women up to almost be like a prize, a home prize, but men could go out and play the fields and have side chicks and do all Mm. of these things. So as long as the black community was winning, as long as we were increasing our social status and we had money coming in and the black dollar was um, being valued and increasing in value and things like that, the black woman to me just became a piece or a pawn. Yes. Like she she just yes. she a piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. I there mean, was he really... no there was no value to me in when when I narrow it down of to me I don't I didn't see him really valuing the black woman. I black woman. I saw him valuing the black community or his definition of that. I saw him valuing the black man, but when when the black man when it, at the end of the day the black man can go off, he can have a family here, he can do this, he can be sleeping with that one. As long as he's taking care of you in your house, what do you have to complain about? Was his was mm-hmm. his process on it. So to me that's that's just not like a lack of morals. I, I don't really yeah, it is lack of morals, but it's 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 a whole lot of other issue because to me that means that you really don't value the black community. I don't know what it is that, that you really say that you value, but I'm having I'm having an inner conflict in my spirit about your claim to really value the black community because women are half of the black community. Yeah, yeah. And I'll say this because I mean you know where I stand personally in my beliefs and yeah. convictions. So I'm gonna pick Kevin's beliefs and convictions out there. He believed that you look through history monogamy is not a thing especially with men who are very powerful and ambitious and so he's saying women if you're going to be with this man and you want him to be alpha you want him to be the leader you want him to be ambitious you want him to be successful you want him to be a conqueror to a degree that's going to extend even to other women so as long as he is doing right by you right he's taking care of home you're good he's not bringing it home in his mind, you shouldn't care what he do out there because in his mind, he's going to do it. And if you divorce him because he did it, then you just create another broken home. See, but and I say need, the devil is a lie. I, I, I agree. I the agree. But his mindset honey. was, if mm-hmm. you go into this, you need to go into this knowing what to expect. And what to expect is he is going to have, as he said, high valued men, as he defined them, do not cheat. They exercise their options. Yes. That was his words, right? And I think this is where it's important to understand the biblical framework and the biblical worldview. You can say, I'm a Christian all day long, but if the proof ain't in the pudding, I don't really know what to tell you. Yeah. If you're not walking the walk, I don't, I don't really know what to tell you because yeah. it's Christianity that came along and because there was high, high profile men, high powered men in the early church. 
mm-hmm. who were doing these exact things. His ideas aren't new. No. You know, the yeah. idea of, well, well, he's my husband. He takes care of home, but yet, you know, he's going to have a side chick over here and a piece over there and all that stuff. That's not new. They, they was doing that in Solomon's time. Mm-hmm. But when Christianity came on the scene, it was like, no, you need, you stay in your family. This is what a family is. This is what a man is. This is what a man does. This is how you love your wife as Christ loved the church and things like that. And for Christian men, that I, when they came into the church, those ideals began to, to fall off. Those ideals of um, like extramarital affairs or having side pieces over here. And, you know, as long as I'm bringing home the bread and butter to you, what does that, what does it matter who I'm sleeping with over here? The gospel did away with a lot of that because the gospel changed the heart. Mm-hmm. But the idea that, that, you know, you can, you should just, understand that he's going out to conquer and he's going out to, you know, be powerful and all that to me, that just sounds like you trying to sell me like land on the moon. Yeah. We, we um, ain't getting there. The, the examples that he would give is Coretta Scott King, right? He would say Martin Luther out there doing what he do, but she stayed by him even to the point of when he died, she didn't get remarried. She was committed to him and his legacy. He talked about Hillary Clinton. Everybody knows what Bill was out there doing. He's like, did she leave him? No, she stayed. And so those are kind of the examples that he was giving. Yeah, to the, the kind of stand by your man type of thing. And because if you are going to basically pick up and leave and file for divorce when he does these things, then you just created another broken family, another. So he was putting a lot of this on the women. Right. And see, I say the devil is a lie. I say that's an unbiblical principle. I agree. When you, I agree. when if you choose to step out, honey, you need to know that your shoes and your bags should go with you. Yep. Like, there's let's a lot just of t- be, there, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No. No. There's a lot of talk about leveling up. Like, man, you need to level up. You need to be better. You need to level up. And I believe you can't be a true man, and you can't level up if faithfulness is not a part of that yes and and and, and discipline uh so I, I i believe that was left out of his curriculum i would say yes right? it, it, he needed to be teaching men uh he i mean you can you can teach women hey if he mess up that don't mean you have to leave right no. yeah but he shouldn't be saying hey just expect him to mess up be okay with him messing up or not even calling it messing up, be okay with him exercising his options as long as he's taking care of you, you know? Yeah, and, and I mean, for me, like to, to me, you mess up, that's like, you know, I didn't do the dishes or, you know, I forgot to get, I forgot to put gas in your car. Or I left the toilet like, seat up. I left I'm the, sorry. Ooh, you know what I mean? Like that, that's a mess that I messed up. You know, I wasn't, I didn't think it all the way through. But yeah, when yeah. you have an affair, and I don't care if you man or woman, if you, if you have an affair, honey, that is a whole bunch of other steps that you took before you got to that point. That is beyond a mess up. That's beyond the oopsie. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We are yeah. beyond the level of oops. You know. And that, that's the no, part no. of Christianity or the church religious mindset that he would push back on because in his mind, see everything to Kevin Samuels about, was it practical? Right. And to, in his mind, monogamy is not practical especially for a certain type of man, 
right? Yeah. But this is where Kevin didn't understand. It's like, regardless of your income level, regardless of your social status, I mean, we all know it's common for men in power to not be faithful. That's not a secret, right? But it doesn't mean that they shouldn't be, right? Yeah. And what Kevin wasn't getting at when it comes to, you know, religious or Christianity is um, the change in heart. Yeah, a lot of what he was talking about was naturalism, but it's natural to a person. Right. But as a Christian, you're told to die to those things that even mm-hmm. though you feel it, even though that's what you want to do, he's saying, no, die to that. The Bible tells us, you no, know, kill, you know, the flesh, die to the flesh. Right. And so the things Kevin was promoting were really things of the flesh. Right. A, a, a man's lust for power, a man's lust for money and a man's lust for women, you know, but those are things that we're told to die to. Not that they're not there. Yeah, but you need to kill that and not yeah. just give in to that just because mm-hmm. oh that's my natural tendency. We know it's your natural tendency, kill it, yeah. right? Um, and so that's what Kevin, and I'm gonna say that from a Christian standpoint because he claimed to be a Christian. That's what he was missing when he was simply coming at it from a practical, pragmatic standpoint of this is how we need to make it work, ladies. He's gonna cheat need to be okay with it. Me and handle your business. We stay together. We build together and we can, we can better the community. So that's why I think he, you know, kind of missed the mark on that point. Boy. Yeah. I'd, I'd rather be in a paper bag by myself. Cause no, no, <laughs> no, no. Kevin Samuels would have told me, honey. No, no. It is, yeah. Ooh, I would have loved you. I would have loved to see a phone call between you and him. Yeah. We, I am not the way. I am not. I'd rather be on a corner with a jellyfish by myself. Cause step out on me, honey. You can yep. keep stepping. The devil uh, is a lie. It, it, yeah. It's it's the, the this transactional idea of relationships yes. that yes. that is so unfortunate in his level of influence because that's not what we see in scripture relationship isn't just transactional transactional. are there transactional relationships sure but should relationships especially intimate relationships be transactional no because we don't see that modeled in christ with the church we don't see that modeled in instructions to husbands and wives we don't see that in um the instructions to children and parents that transactional relationship can be there, sure. But when we talk about our intimate relationships, our familial relationships and bonds, that's not what it is. Yeah, no, for Kevin, it was all reason and logic and feelings were for women, right? So if a guy called in, a guy said, you know what, I just feel like, and I feel, and he's like, why are you feeling? He's like, that's what, I'm gonna say women. He didn't say women, but you know, that's what women do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You need to get out your feelings and you start thinking, you know, um, to a degree, we all know you can't you can't always be driven by feelings, but it was yes. almost as if feelings shouldn't come into play at all. Right. Yeah. And it was all simply logic and reason. This logically makes sense. This is reasonable to me. Therefore, this is how it should be. This is what makes sense. Uh, and that's what was driving kind of his whole position on how things should go. Um, a one another area I think he kind of went wrong in, I think he swung the pendulum too far the other way right um yeah, i said he i said he was hard on men but at sometimes i also felt like he he also let men off the hook to a degree mm-hmm. because we went so long 
dogging men, black men, and praising black women and single mothers to where, um, and I'm not going to say he didn't believe, I mean, he did believe that there were some sorry Negroes out there, you would say, you know, but I think he was overvaluing and overplaying the number of well-qualified husband material men out there, right? Mm. Um, because we can't have it both ways. We can't talk about how all of these men were raised by single moms, didn't have fathers, don't really know what it means to be a man, but at the same time, claim that there's so many of these great men out there that know how to be great husbands and fathers, mm-hmm. right? I, I think it's I think it's a mix, you know, between the there's enough blame to go around on both sides. I think I feel like yeah. he swung the pendulum too far the other way. Yeah, 80% of women are, you know, filing for divorces. No, are initiated 80% of divorces are initiated by the woman. But do you ever think to say, okay, how many of those were justified? Like how many just sorry bad dudes were just bad husbands? Mm-hmm. And not just from stepping out, but just in general. You know, yeah. and that doesn't mean that she should have left, but it should have been men, you need to be better husbands, not simply mm-hmm. make more money. You need to mm-hmm. be a better husband to your yes. wife, right? And so um, that's why I feel like he missed the mark. And one thing I will say too, because I know we got to wrap up and I thought this was really big and it's going to tie into our next show is he put a hundred percent of the blame on women for children out of wedlock. And I thought that was just crazy. Yeah. Because to a degree, what he's saying is, is, or I will ask the question do you believe what he's saying is, is, is that if it's 100% on the woman for out-of-wedlock births, that if you're not married, you should abort? Yeah, he's saying that the, the decision to have a baby is 100% on the woman. So yes. basically, he was taking the whole my body, my choice argument and blaming at their feet. If it's your yes. body, your choice, then is your, you know, it, it's, it's yours it's to, you, to it's, Yeah, you made the choice mm-hmm. to bring this child into the world out of wedlock. Yes. Um, yeah. Which logically, yes, that makes sense based on our laws. But it was almost like you should have gotten an abortion and you want to have a baby. Yes. And that, you know, that's like, a problem. That's, that's that, a problem. That, that is a problem because one, you can't, you don't just get pregnant by yourself. Mm-hmm. But two, abortion is murder. And so yeah. I know that he probably, he might not believe that. I'm pretty sure he did. And, and I am sure that in the transactional realm of relationships, transactional relationship realm that he lived in, that, you know, this may just be a casualty of war or, you know, some of the fallout of the change, you know, that in having either hookup sex or whatever, you know, whatever that might be. But at the end of the day, do I make it worse by having an abortion because there is a whole litany of stuff that happens emotionally when a woman chooses to abort. Yeah. Yeah. And and it it goes back to his whole transactional view and his view of the market. And to a degree, when you're in the dating scene, there is a market, right? Mm -hmm. There are people who have options. You want to be that person's choice. There's a certain degree of you're competing with other people that want to be that person's choice, right? There is a market to that. And he's saying, hey, ladies, you chose to have that baby, which diminished your value. Because now you got a, a baby by some other guy, you diminished your value to this guy who you're saying you want to be with. 
So you made that decision, you made that choice. And I don't know. I just, that just never sat right with me because he would put a hundred percent on the blame of un- babies out of wedlock on women, which part of me wants to say, yeah, on you. Cause if you're going to scream my body, my choice, yeah, that's, that's technically right. But from a moral standpoint, I can't, I can't sit with that, you know, to, no. I, 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 I can't. <laughs> No, it takes like, two nah, to tango. Man. Yeah, yeah, you're responsible for that. I can't yeah. be like, well, she didn't get an abortion, so that's on her. No, I mean, you what, need to step up. What kind of what kind of ish is it for you to tell a woman that that this is one like all like out of wedlock births are on you, and so your options is either what abort or now just be considered leftover. Mm-hmm. Like, no, yeah. like, yeah. yeah, 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 that's why we're on the part of what Kevin Samuels got wrong. This is what he got, <laughs> but this again, it's not even what he got wrong because this Kevin Samuels represents a worldview, oh, absolutely. he represents a paradigm, a and growing this is worldview, a growing worldview, and this is what I feel like off code needs to address, and we need to especially be addressing in the black community. It's like it's just wrong, like, yeah. We don't we don't send our women out to to murder babies. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. Nor should we be sending our women out to fornicate. Yeah, exactly. Nor should say, we be sending our men out to have adulterous affairs. Yeah. I want to leave on a good note though. Kevin Samuels, you know, passed away. And uh I listened to a lot of people who were actual friends of his and it kind of it humanized him, right? Mm. And so I do want to say this because there were some videos that were made from women who were thanking him for helping them to understand some things, seeing some things a different way, and for helping them to get married mm-hmm. and find their husband because they made some changes based on things that he said or you know he actually took a call with them or they were on the show and he told them things. And they were saying, hey, thank you for opening my eyes to some things, right? Not yeah. saying that they bought into the whole thing and then her husband cheating on them. They're okay with that. Yeah. No, but it helped them to understand that, that maybe the energy they were pitting off or, you know, how they were coming at or some trauma they had. He believed yeah. in therapy. He believed in trauma. Like you need, you need to get some help and talk to somebody about the, so you can have healthy relationships. Um, I know somebody personally who told me he, they said Kevin Samuels helped them value their husband mm. and they didn't realize that they weren't, valuing their husband until they listed and they said it changed their whole dynamics of their marriage and it's wow. so much better now and so i do want to leave it on a good note that kevin did do some good things he did help some women realize the way they were going about it or some things that were raised with or kind of that the feminism that had taken over the culture wasn't the way to go um and to kind of you know respect their husband be more feminine you know not feeling like they had to compete with their man or he ain't gonna step over me and walk over me. I gotta, you know, I gotta be the boss chick and just kind of shedding some of those insecurities to a degree. Um, because a lot of it isn't just naturally who they are. It was a lot of just taught, right? Yeah. Values taught. And once they reevaluated those values they were taught, they were able to have healthier marriages or even find their husbands to begin with. And so with all due respect to Kevin, and you know, we gave him a hard time on some things we felt he was really wrong on, I do want to give him props and credit for for some good that did come out of the the way the things he was presenting. 
Yeah, we don't want to we don't want to participate um, in the genetic fallacy and saying yeah. that, you know, because he did these things wrong or things that I disagree with. Now, everything that comes from, you know, this person is 100 mm-hmm. percent wrong. No, I don't believe yeah. that either. I do think some of his stuff was very problematic, though. Um, yeah, but, but he, no, he, I would, he started I would, a conversation. Mm-hmm. He started a conversation that needed to be had. He, he went off code and said some things that you're not supposed to say. And because he was able to say them, men felt like they had a voice for the first time. And for the first time, women was hearing men say what they wanted hmm. and what they, you know. And so I think that has helped us to a degree, um, even though there has been some downside to that as well. So. All right. Well, you have earlier, you mentioned that um, his stand on, you know, black, black single mothers um, led into our next podcast. So I will give everybody a little tip. Our next podcast is actually going to be on black abortion. So don't miss that one. But for this episode of podcast, um, this episode of Off Code, sorry about that. We are officially done. I wanted to give a quick request. If you are able, would you please prayerfully consider how you can support the Center for Biblical Unity, our podcast off code. You can simply go to centerforbiblicalunity.com and click on that donate button to help support our show. Thank you so much. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. weeks.